Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Gentlemen, start your Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on the 4th of July. And it's a, it looks like it's going to be a beauty out there, boys. Uh, it looks like it's actually going to get a little hot today. Well, it's supposed to be on the 4th of July. How how you doing there, Alan? I'm doing good, boys. And uh, how about you, Greg? Well, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, it, like I say, enjoying this weather. It feels kind of good to be here on July 4th. Well, uh, it, and I, a lot of things run through my mind. You know, it's just like I think the last time a Cougar won a race, we weren't won it with Bobby at the Firecracker, which and, is on the cover of your book, Crossing the yeah, Finish Line. Yeah, and and uh, thanks to you. And uh, you know, fifty five years ago, me and you were down at the Castaway Motel in Daytona. Yeah, July fourth, nineteen. 19- 65, and, uh, well, actually, we're probably heading out to the track by now. I think that race started about 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. In fact, it was starting right about now, I guess. But we had uh, we had our Mercury's down there, and Foyt won the race. It was a good thing. Had a lot of fun, a lot of sun. Got sunburnt. Uh, Perry had to play, he had to play shuffle pool, or whatever you do by the pool with a little disc slide or whatever. Shuffleboard. Shuffleboard. Sp- <laughs> Yes. Shuffle pool. <laughs> Shuffle pool, but anyway. But Fort wouldn't have nothing to do with it unless Perry come out and played with him. They used to come knock on my door and ask my mother if Perry could come out and play. <laughs> That's the honest to goodness truth, isn't it? I wish I could say that. Well, I, just <laughs> I saw wa- it, but I doubt it. I just wonder if he'd still remember that. Probably not. But he did win the race, and uh, he had uh, broken his back at Riverside that year. Which was the is the final scene in the movie Redline Seven Thousand, and um, and sat on the pole at Indy the first time that he'd ever driven a rear engine car there. So he was still recuperating a little bit, but um, I was lucky enough to get to know him for about a week there down in Daytona, and that uh, was really cool. But otherwise, man, we got everybody in action today, uh, or, or this weekend. We got, uh, of course, today we've got. Indianapolis cars on the road course at Indianapolis at uh, 12.30. And then about 4 or 5 o'clock, I'll have the exact times for you in a minute, for um, the Xfinity race. And all you got to do is leave it on Channel 4. And uh, you'll get both of those races and the pre-race shows, and you don't have to search around for it. Then tomorrow you got the Xfinity race, and then the, uh, and that's on the road course. And then the, uh, the Cup guys on the... Um, on the oval, but a uh, little bit of sad news this morning in Cup, right there, Alan. That's exactly right. Uh, Jimmy Johnson will not be starting the Indianapolis race tomorrow. He has pissed, tested positive for COVID. You know that, that that's just a, a real shame because he's uh, trying to 
finished up his last year here. And then, of course, they had a, the big delay because of the COVID virus. And then they, uh, then they finally get racing again. And he gets it from his wife. They said that his wife's the one that passed it on to him. She started feeling sick. And then they tested him. And he's got it. And uh, from, I don't know exactly the protocol, but what I understand is they have to, uh, he has to test negative like twice in 48 hours or something like that. But I don't know if there's a 14-day uh, um, quarantine on that or not. You know, I don't know if he gets the, I, I don't know. I, I don't know either, Perry. I mean, it said something about it. Um, it is a shame and it shows how vulnerable everybody is. To, everybody, you know. To this deal. And like I say, it, uh, Jimmy Johnson may not even get sick. His wife might get my mildly sick we don't know but that's a shame man won all them championships all them races and now he's trying to do a farewell tour which got messed up because of this thing to start with which is a, a terrible uh disease spreading flu deal and he can't even go out with a with a farewell tour and, and i don't know but he might be the healthiest of all the drivers with the 26 mile runs and the bike bike marathons and all the stuff he does well from what i've seen this morning on tv it looked like it was not affecting him i mean i believe he'd if they was asked him to get in that car he would actually get in that car and go oh i'm sure he would yeah <laughs> i'm sure he would but uh that's just too bad for him but i tell you what we we got another casualty of course uh ronnie's not with us this morning we miss you ronnie he's already been texting me this morning and he's picked uh truex for his pick um, you know, we might as well get that out of the way. Well, we'll get that out of the way in a minute or two because uh, first I want Greg to tell us who he's got us lined up as a guest at 1020. He couldn't find anybody and he had to scrape the bottom of the barrel. Well, yeah, I did. I did. But, uh, but it was it was uh, a July 4th weekend. But no, uh, our biggest guest, we're normally talking to him at the first or the last. So now we're going to talk to him three times. We're going to be talking to Mr. Mike Helton the CEO of oh, oh, whatever NASCAR, and he's going to come on at 1020. Then we're going to have uh, uh, Will Cronkite, who bought a car off of Daddy and those guys back in 76. Well, I mean, I was there, but uh, he really helped put Earnhardt Sr. in the spotlight with that car. And then That was that number 96? Yeah. The Cardinal number- Tractor car. Yep. Yeah, and the thing run good, too. Well, you know, he's done a lot of other things. He's been involved with other cars and teams for years. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Alan, he, Alan texted a me a beautiful picture yesterday of uh, of him and Mike Hill with Cecil Gordon in the winner's circle uh, uh, of an independence race they had years ago, probably about 71 or 72 or somewhere in there that uh, Raymond Williams told me about one time. But um, yeah, I remember, I remember. But he's, got a lot, he's got so many stories, he's writing a book. Exactly, and uh, like I say, we, we hadn't we had not seen him since I think Hillsboro or something. Uh, Maybe one time. Yeah, it's been one of those shows. But when he called, he he was looking he was looking for Perry because I said, well, I said for his book stuff, you need to talk to him. I said he he done wrote five good ones, six good ones, or whatever. So uh, it, he's got some amazing. Story. Well, he said he had so many stories. He was, uh, after he told me about it, I said, well, actually, Will, you got two books here. That's a lot of, that's okay. a lot of ground. But he's, 
We'll let him talk about it. So we got Mike Helton at 1020 yep. here in just a few minutes. He'll, we'll be talking to him from Indianapolis. And at uh, 11, we'll talk to Will Cronkite. Yep. And then we got one more guest at 1130. Yeah, at 1130, we're going to talk to Zone for Boulder Springs, Ernie Smith. And he's getting ready to, he went back and put his Chevrolet stuff back in it because uh, it didn't do too good the other week. But he drags, he races those uh, the, the, antique dragsters. Yeah, I mean, the, I'm not, the 67 Rube going by double A gasers. Yeah. And it's a real popular series. And uh, he kept having some trouble and he put the Chevrolet back in it. And you'll see what that does. But uh, he's al- he's always running real good, and uh, he helps support racing a lot here in Spartanburg. We've got another casualty. Um, um, Greg talked to Nelson Crozier this morning, and Nelson's a little under the weather. And if um, Nelson, if you're listening, if you want to call in, go ahead and call in at your normal time, and we'll uh, we can adjust on the fly. We've shown that many times. We got two hours to work all this stuff in, and we'll get it in. But otherwise, if Nelson is not on his normal time of 1040, we'll just slip uh, Alan in there to do his local results. And we will just shuffle stuff around as need be. We'll have uh, from 11 to as long as he needs. And uh, and I'll find time in there someplace to do my stuff. I've got about a ream of paper over here because we've got all the... Um, the series working. We got a uh, now. Is that is that today or tomorrow? The uh, WeatherTech sports cars they run from six to nine, and that might that's tonight. I think isn't it? I think it is. And I got it right here. I'll go over that in detail soon. And then um, tomorrow morning, I think at ten o'clock, you've got the Formula Ones getting started. And they're in Austria, Spielberg, Austria, and they are going to run. Um, I don't think they got it from NASCAR, but they're going to run there two weeks in a row to try to get caught up a little bit. And, of course, Formula One's a different country every week, and they don't normally run the same place twice in a year, but they're going to run Austria two weeks in a row just to make it easy on themselves. And uh, I guess once they get in there and get everything squared away, they figure they might as well uh, stick around for another week and do it. But I've got their schedule and the times and the TV and everything. So uh, we... um, we got a good show for you. I, we had the option to not do a show, but I mean, why not? <laughs> We're not yep. doing anything else. And uh, yeah, it's July Fourth, and like I say, I can think of a lot of good times being Perry had on July Fourth. Going to have another one today, and going to have another good one today, and and uh, uh, can't can't beat it. July 4th. Alan, race, race artists will be running on. Well, we're talking about the Formula One cars doing a back-to-back weekend. Last weekend at Pocono. Looked like it went over pretty good. For, it did. It went over pretty good for Wasn't Kevin Har- Went over pretty good for Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin. Put it that way. And Jada. <laughs> Jada picked another winner. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wanted to be make it plain now. She doesn't get Hamlin every week, but okay. you know, if somebody else beats her to it. Yeah. But, you know, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. not going to pick we'll, him. We'll do this right here. Well, no, she, no, no, no. She's got two. She's she's tied well, for first. I mean, that's, that's over here. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, you got. He's got the scoreboard here, and I was looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, that uh, the uh, four o'clock race today is the big machine hand sanitizer four hundred, which sounds kind of funky for something you do at the oldest 
and greatest speedway in the world, Indianapolis Motor. The Dixie Vodka 400, that, that's the one that got me. That was down in uh, Homestead. But anyway, yeah, the first race last week went to uh, Kevin Harvick, and Hamlin was second. Eric Almarola was third. Christopher Bell was fourth in that number 95. And Cal Bush was fifth. Um, that was the Pocono Organics 325. And um, so then that was on Saturday. And on Sunday, they ran the other race, the second one, which was the Pocono 350. And it was won by Denny Hamlin. And uh, Kevin Harvick was second. So they just flip-flopped it. And you're right. It was a good weekend for those two guys. Eric Jones was third. Chase Elliott was fourth. And Eric Almarola was fifth. And we'll just go ahead and get this out of the way right now. The point standings as of uh, going into Indianapolis tomorrow. First place is Denny Hamlin. Second is Kevin Harvick. Denny Hamlin's got four wins, by the way. He's he's really uh, he's really got his game together. Harvick is second with three wins. Brad Keselowski's third with two. Joey Logano's got two. Blaney's got one, along with Chase Elliott, Martin Truex, and Alex Bowman. And then after that, you got the guys that haven't won yet, and this is based on their stage points. Their um, uh, ninth is Al Marola, tenth Kurt Busch, eleventh Kyle Busch. When's he going to win one? Who knows? Uh, you know he is probably fit to be tied. Um, Jimmy Johnson's twelfth, and uh, I understand that they're going to give him some sort of an exemption, like they, you know, as long as he stays uh, in so many points of. Uh, where, uh, you know, the top 16 there, he's, because, you know, the Kyle Bush won the championship one year, and he missed a, a ton of races. So that's just the way they do it these days. Yep. And uh, Clint Boyer's 13th, Matt D. Benedetto was 14th, William Byron 15th, and Eric Jones is 16th. So uh, that's pretty much it for the cup. But I will give you the lineup, and uh, if you want to, we can go ahead and do our picks right now and get it out of the way. The lineup for today... Joey Logano is on the pole. Kurt Busch is second. Alex Bowman is third. Justin Allgaier is driving for Jimmy Johnson, in case you're wondering. That's the 48 car. He's starting fourth. Almarola is fifth. Hamlin is sixth. Kyle Busch is seventh. Eighth is Martin Truex. Ninth, Brad Keselowski. And tenth is Chase Elliott. Just go ahead and put me down for Chase again. And uh, I'm going to be... The generous guy that I am and fair play and all that stuff. Uh, we'll give Nelson to Keselowski because he'd have probably picked him anyway. Uh, Allen is going to take Hamlin, and you might as well stick that 11 down there on Jada. So uh, I guess that's all of us, isn't it? I think we may have a winner out of there. Well, I hope so. Yeah, who I, I got uh, Joy Logano. Joy Logano, yeah. yeah. Well, that's... Uh, Penske's track, you know. Penske's track, and you did you see all the improvements? Yeah, that was such a long article in the Herald this morning. I didn't get to read all of it, but uh, he has already spent fifteen million dollars sprucing up a track that last time I was there looked pretty spruced up anyway. I mean, it's a national monument. He's got got a lift that lifts the winning car up to a platform now. Yep. Well, they've had things like that before. In fact, when I was there the last year, I went in '88. They lifted up Al Unser's car, and it spun around <laughs> slowly. Didn't want to do it too fast and throw everybody off. But And then they've had ramps, and they've had different things. It's changed a lot since uh, uh, Maury Rose used to drive in the grass through a wire fence But um, back in the 40s. So, yeah, he's, 
I read another article about it where he said that every time he walks around the place, he sees something else to, that he wants to tweak. But did you read the article this morning? No, I didn't. Well, it started out at the very beginning, and, and as many times as I went to Indianapolis, he said he did not touch one of the real treasures, and that's the stainless steel uh, trough urinals in the men's bathroom. Well, I, let me change that. He put in new ones, like state-of-the-art troughs, but it's... Uh, pretty famous thing people go in there after they've been overserved and they think it's uh to wash your hands or you know it's been a confusing thing for a lot of people over the years but the the men's bathrooms are all, all around indianapolis motor speedway are kind of famous for uh for being a like a a watering trough but it's it's not and well some people get confused about it Anyway, there's stuff they keep they keep a good act going on up there. They got they got clean bathrooms. They got clean everything. All right, so we're going to take our first break right now and come back and uh, and talk to Mike Helton, who actually his title is um, vice president. Let's see, I got it right here. It, it you know it doesn't sound as official as, as CEO, but um, he is the vice chairman. So yeah. that's uh, I guess. That's pretty high. So anyway, we're going to get him on here, and we're going to talk to the vice chairman of NASCAR in his uh, unexpected second visit to our show this year. And you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Fox Sports 1400 now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay, so for the rest of you. Download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Get ready for 
a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness, and you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Sentra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Fence those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironsburg Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironsburg Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironsburg Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. Hi, this is your host, Perry Allen Wood. For the latest in auto racing, join us for Start Your Engine, Saturday mornings at 10, here on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, and it's my great pleasure to introduce for the second time this year, I don't know how we got so lucky, the Vice Chairman of NASCAR, Mr. Mike Helton. Good morning, Mike. Some of your uh, good morning. Some of your listeners may not consider that lucky. Maybe it's just a curse or something for me to be on the radio with you. But I appreciate the spending a little bit of time in July with you, which is unusual. Yeah. Well, Mike, like I said, we all, you always start the show for us and end the show with us as far as the season goes of like forty-two races or forty-two weekends. But we figured we had to talk to you here about mid-season around July because so much stuff has changed. I mean, we've seen some real good races. Uh, Real good racing. I mean, some good racing and everything, but we just want to know what little bit of input, you know, is, is what's happening today and, and kind of what the schedule is going to be, and we're behind you 100%. Well, I appreciate it. We, uh, it's, there's no doubt that 2020 will go down into all of our lives and the history books even as being one of the most unique years I think I've ever experienced, but we're trying to get our legs back underneath us. We went back to Went back to racing uh, in Darlington, as everybody knows, back in May. And it's it's hard, really hard for our whole industries, for the, the drivers and the teams and and for NASCAR to do this without fans. But we had the opportunity to go back to racing and, and figure out how to build our events around um, all that's going on right now. And, and so we're, we're, we feel fortunate to be able to do that. But... Really, really can't wait to be able to include the fans at the facilities because they're a big part of our energy that this whole industry uh, taps into. Well, Mike, you know, it's as if there wasn't enough going on with um, having to stop the season for a while and then restart it. And you had a new schedule anyway, and then having to adjust a new schedule into even a, a more different schedule and having more than just the doubleheader at Pocono that 
last week. But, you know, I just got to say, and I think I speak for almost everybody that I know, NASCAR was the first to come out of the box and see how they were going to handle this thing. And uh, it's been magnificent. I mean, it's been without a hitch. And I think NASCAR has been the model for other, uh, the stick and ball sports and every all the other organizations to go by. I mean, it's just been great. And that's not to mention the other curveballs you've had with the Confederate flag and the noose and all this other stuff. NASCAR has just been fantastic about this whole thing. Well, it's that's what we're supposed to do, and we've done this for seventy-five years, and then have to, to deal with cards that you dealt. And and uh, this year again is one of the most unique years I think I've ever been involved in. But you know, we uh, we're unique uh, when it comes to team sports, where um, we can isolate the driver, we can isolate the crew members, and and uh, we have a. a big locker room and we can figure out how to park trucks and everything to where we can social distance and do everything uh that we and everybody should do now uh to to beat this pandemic and um so we had the ability to, to fire up maybe earlier than the other guys but um it, it's just been really good to get back to the racetrack and 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 see how this entire industry has embraced a, a pretty magnificent change in all of our lifestyles, but uh, still be able to put on races. And, and that's why I'm so proud to be part of NASCAR, and I've always been a fan of it and always will be. Well, Mike, I'll tell you, uh, I, I agree with you 100% that this, but NASCAR always seems to pull through on some of these deals. When other sports fail, NASCAR finds a way to doing things. And let's face it, uh, they ain't been nothing but a bunch of rewound sports, you know. Turn TV says seeing something from Olympics at two ten or something, but uh, NASCAR has stepped up the plate and probably given them somewhat a model, you know, for the football team and some other stuff. There, there's a lot of things got to be worked out. But uh, well, you know, I think one of the things that NASCAR has done is been willing to change, and maybe for a long time they weren't, but now it's. Uh, you know, they they are showing within the last, uh, well, recent history, uh, plenty of opportunities to change things and try to make it better. And they've done it. And, Mike, that's just uh, that's something that sports like baseball that are so tradition-laden. Well, auto racing's tradition-laden, too, but you got to roll with the times. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tradition believer. Me, too. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, uh, an older generation and, and traditions... Uh, were important, and I think they still are. I just think in today's world, when you look at our lifestyles and and everything that we do, from uh, the, the way we shop or the way we communicate or the way we 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 do things, it's just so so different. And and I think it's on us as an industry and the stewards of the sport to be sure that we adapt NASCAR while honoring the traditions and and keeping them sprinkled like the Daytona 500, the Coca-Cola 600, the Southern 500, those, those events that, that are, are our foundation and our, our roots, uh, keep them intact. But, but we have now the opportunity to move around and do some things. And, and this, uh, this, this moment that we're in since March when the pandemic hit has given us, uh, not an opportunity as much as say, okay, here's, Here's what's going on. Now figure out how to fit in it and 
I think that's the American way. I think everybody that we stand shoulder to shoulder with figures out how to face challenges and come out on the other side. And NASCAR is made of that same cloth. And our job for the industry, the NASCAR industry, and the, the, the teams, the, the sponsors, the broadcast partners, the, particularly the fans, though, is to adapt NASCAR uh, with whatever circumstances it has thrown at it and then and get out on the other side correctly yeah well, well I, no doubt about that and uh, like i say y'all y'all go through all these different deals and always wind up uh, adjusting uh to, to the top on that stuff and it's it, it's really it, it's really amazing and i think it's uh uh nascar nascar was actually built to help organize a sport that wasn't organized very well. And uh, Bill Sr. and all those people got together that time. And, and But NASCAR was actually built to protect the racers so they could get paid and stuff like that. It was created for the racing. You know, NASCAR wasn't created just to make NASCAR. They was created to promote stock car auto racing, at least safe ones we got now. But uh, yeah. that's what it's all about. Yeah, you're, you're right. And, and that post-war World II in the 40s and, and everybody came back home and and reinvented their lives. Uh, we're lucky that today, sitting here in 2020, that there was a group of guys like uh, Bill Sr. and a lot of his friends that said, hey, look, we, we like doing this. We, we enjoy uh, stock car racing. So how do we how do we make sure that there's a platform and a foundation built for it that can sustain it both for the confidence of the promoter and the confidence of the competitor so that the fans can uh, show up and, and cheer and, and support us and put the energy in the sport. And And I think they did a pretty good job back in 1947. And, and uh, it's it's been a, you know, like I say, for 75 years, there's a, there's a lot of heart and soul that exists from that moment still in our sport today but uh, along the way you have to adapt and modify to, to stay modern you know in that picture that famous picture at the streamline hotel at the in the ebony room when they're having the meeting there's two other spartanburg people in that picture with joe little john senior and uh alvin hawkins and yep. bud told me he was supposed to be there but got sick or something they couldn't make it some, down some, some but like uh that. spartanburg's been in it from the start and we're very proud of that Spartanburg could have just as easily been a Charlotte, uh, because you're right. There was a now you're going to make me lot. feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but not not as not just in our significance, because you look back at all the influences that came out of that area between uh, the Moors and the and the Pearsons and 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 the Hawkins and all that group and the the even Bill Senior and and. Uh, the Enix Staley's of the world that were moving around and promoting sports. There was a lot of garages and there was a lot of uh, core groups that worked out of that Spartanburg area that that built our sport. And, and we're benefactors of it today. Let, let me switch gears just a little bit because uh, I think my, uh, and Lord knows how much I love stock car racing, but I think my favorite venue in the world is the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and I was lucky enough to go there about 15 or 16 times in the 70s and 80s and I always thought it looked 
pretty pristine and because uh, i've been in the masters too and i always kind of compared the two but from what i understand every time roger penske who owns it now walks around he he spends a million dollars on uh new urinals or, or something or pathways uh how's it look up there to you since you've been going there and, and you can see the differences i tell you anybody that knows roger penske knows that he's not going to do something at 100 percent, he does it at 125 or 150 uh, percent and the same thing with indianapolis you're right uh, the the brickyard here uh as we know it uh indianapolis motor speedway is is a an iconic global facility and and its history and its longevity and everything is is truly remarkable uh but but the opportunity that our the motorsports industry between the indycar and the and the and the NASCAR world has now with Roger Penske at the helm and his passion for it. Um, uh, just it's it's remarkable uh, what he's been able to do and and in the eyeball of a lot of, of of difficulties since he acquired it back in January. Think about the the pandemic and the Indianapolis 500 being dis- disrupted and and but he has not stopped. He his his renovation of the place, his touch on it, uh, you can see it, but it's, I, th- I think we're going to see more of it as we go, but uh, it's its a remarkable opportunity for everybody in motorsports um, to, for Roger Penske to take the George family history and and carry on with it. And, and he's just, Roger's such an energetic individual. I, I, he just, he amazes me at his potential and ability and and his, but his passion around Indianapolis Motor Speedway is is by far the most excited I think I've seen him um, possibly ever. Well, you know, if you think about it, that Speedway was built in 1909, and it's 111 years ago. And it's only had, but like, four owners. The Fisher and Allison built the place, and then they sold it to Rickenbacker, Eddie Rickenbacker, yep, the flyer. That's right, that's right. Then he sold it to Tony Holman. And his family kept it, which was the George family. That's still the Holman family. And now uh, Penske. So this is really like the fourth time it's changed hands in 111 years. And that's that's pretty remarkable. That's that's pretty remarkable in its own. You're right. And, and one more thing I, I think is just fantastic is that you've got a NASCAR um, IndyCar doubleheader today, you know, with uh, the, um, the Indy guys, the IndyCar going on the road course at 12:30 and then soon as uh pretty soon after that's over the the Xfinity race and this is something I you know I've always heard them talking about you know doing a doubleheader or something like this and how it'll never happen but it's happening today and I just think I just think marrying up these two series which Penske's probably got a lot to do with that since it's happening at his house uh I think it's fantastic yeah, and I think it's a good opportunity for the industry, and particularly under the circumstances that we're trying to to uh, to operate under right now. Is is there's a lot of unique and ideas that might not have been considered two or three years ago, or even this time last year that that are have to be on the table right now. But but at the at, at this opportunity to, to, to for the Brickyard 400 to share. Uh, the, the the site with the IndyCar, it's a natural if you think about it. I mean, uh, you know, the the when the, when NASCAR showed up at, at Indianapolis back in '94, there were a lot of folks that said, "Oh man, you you guys don't you shouldn't be here." But the fans supported it, and 
And in today's environment in the motorsports industry, with all the opportunities we got, this is a a huge opportunity this weekend is, I think, for all of us. And uh, it's a busy weekend. I'm glad to see uh, you know we've got an IMSA race in Daytona tonight. Right. The the two races there uh, are, are at Indy today, and and the uh, Cup race there tomorrow afternoon. I, it, it's a it's a it's a great weekend to hunker down and and watch a lot of racing. Yeah, really is, Mike. Well, one question we had, and and it it bears with us the way things changed. And I know y'all got got a way of handling it, but it was awful sad news today when we heard that uh, Jimmy Johnson, a seven time champion, that's a super nice guy, and yeah. all this stuff. And and you know he showed up, he showed up sick, not acting sick or anything. Probably, hopefully, he don't even get sick with, with this uh, virus situation. And uh, like I say, I hope that I hope that don't hurt anything. I hope that's just a, a, a fluky type deal. And, and and everybody hopes that. Uh, uh, but the way I understand it, uh, they don't they don't feel bad. They just have tested positive out of caution. They went to the head test and they came back. And we've seen that. Uh, I think you know in your community and other communities around the country, oh, we've yeah. seen that. And 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 but 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 they come back out quickly and 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 clean on the other side. And 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 that happens more often than not. So. Uh, certainly hoping it is this case for Jimmy and, and everybody's thinking of him and Chandra and the family and the kids and, and hope that we see Jimmy back at the racetrack real quick. I really, uh, I, it, it's, it's bad enough that it's, uh, uh, the coronavirus, um, moment. Um, but for Jimmy, I, and I, I'd have to, I'd probably have to look back a little bit on this, but. I don't know that Jimmy's missed a race in his entire career, and uh, to to miss it under these circumstances and at the Brickyard 400, I, I really, you know, professionally uh, hate it for Jimmy and 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 all he's done for this sport. But for you know, on the personal side, uh, getting well is the most important thing, and being uh, getting a negative test and and coming back uh, is is way more important. But I just really feel. Uh, my heart goes out to Jimmy and and uh, the the competitor he is uh, um, having to set this one out this weekend. Well, we were saying earlier that uh, I mean it probably couldn't have happened to a more physically fit driver. I mean the way he bicycles and marathons and everything. So uh, that just proves you know social distance, wear your mask, and because uh, it can happen to anybody. It can. And that's why everybody has to be careful, and that's why, and I'm proud of our industry, the way they handle it, and, and I'm proud of Jimmy and, and Chandra for being conscientious about the testing and everything, and, and, and our protocols at the racetrack since we went back in Darlington, uh, there's not a competitor, there's not a, a participant at the racetrack that is more isolated than the driver is, so there's great confidence in the industry that, that, um, you know, it's unfortunate for Jimmy, but I think our protocols, we understood that moments like this could happen and those protocols are in place that we've got to stick to to be sure that it doesn't go any further or, or what have you. But um, I just hated for Jimmy this weekend. I was, uh, I got high hopes in, in 2020 for Jimmy and, and uh, we're, we're getting close to halfway through the season, remarkably enough. And, um, and I know how how big a deal the brickyard is to him and and to Rick Hendrick and and um, so I, I just hope he gets back quickly. We're talking to 
We're talking to Mike Helton, of Vice Chairman of NASCAR. Let me ask you one question before we have to let you go. We're getting close on time here. Um, when all this is over with, and it will end someday, um, hopefully we can get back to normal maybe next year, but when that day does come, are, is NASCAR, do you think they'll go back to practice and qualifying like uh, like it was? Or do you think they'll cut back on some of that or all of it or do it like they're doing now? Uh, because, it, like everybody says, there's going to be a new normal when all this is over with. And uh, some of the things that have happened, uh, you know, I think are pretty darn good. I hate that it had to be because of the coronavirus. But what do you think will happen, you know, when we get back to normal? Well, Steve O'Donnell and his crew have done an incredible job of, of guiding the competition part of all of this. And, and it, 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 it's, this is why I'm so proud of, of NASCAR. I'm proud to be a part of it. But think about showing up at Darlington or Talladega. And as a driver and a team, all you do is roll the car out there, fire it up, and take off and take the green flag. And how remarkable our events have been. Uh, with with that agenda that as being the only agenda they can operate with, so I think what what NASCAR has learned from this, and Steve O'Donnell and Scott Miller and and his series directors and and all of those uh, Elton Sawyer's and Chad Littles, they all uh, can learn from this experience, and the garage can learn from this experience, and and there's a constant flow of input from. Uh, team owners and crew members and, and team presidents and drivers that that we now have real-time data that can be communicated back and forth to each other to come up with whatever our schedules look like going forward. And, and, and I think they're going to be different. I don't think it's going to be the same model that we saw in the spring uh, across the board, but I think what we have learned is is that we can move around uh, we can put on a great race without a lot of ancillary uh, um, movement up to it. I think the the teams have shown us, and they have learned themselves, and that that they can set a car up at home and get to the racetrack and be pretty daggone close. But if they're not, it, it makes the racing better. So you you see guys that that may struggle a little bit until they have a couple of pit stops, and I think that's what makes the racing more interesting is because you know every pit stop someone that's that's got to play catch up figures out how to do that and that's that's why our, i think our sport is so remarkable because uh, a crew chief or a car chief or a driver communicating uh and during the event the things that that greg you know how, how your team used to change a car because the car would change during a race, but now think about just rolling out and taking the green flag, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be on your, you gotta be really on your 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 best game uh, to make that car competitive, and that's what we've seen up and down pit road, and and and, and that's a big lesson to learn. Uh, the short answer is, I think we've got a lot of uh, real time information now that we can learn from to to figure out what our events look like going forward. Yeah, well, Mike, like I said, we can't thank you enough for coming on. And I agree with you uh, that that's a lot of that stuff. A lot of this stuff, spinoff stuff, has helped the sport. You know, like starting cold turkey. Uh, there was teams that had a kind of a night. We, we kind of had a night for doing it because we never did build qualifying motors. But uh, uh, a lot of good things are happening. 
and I can't thank you enough for coming on the show with mid-season. Of course, we're going to catch you again for the end of the year. Don't let him bother the heck out of you, though. I mean, just tell him you're uh, busy or something, <laughs> but uh, we would like to have you one well, more time in November. Well, well I might know that i got to talk him today. <laughs> I mean, you know, but, but we anyway. do appreciate it so much. Let me ask you one question. Are you in Indianapolis right now? No, I'm actually in Daytona. I'm going to catch the IMSA race. Down oh. here tonight, and then go to Indianapolis in the morning. Oh, I, I was just going to ask you, how's the weather up there? Because weather has not been NASCAR's friend so far. And in Indianapolis, uh, uh, boy, I'd be a big track to try to dry. I hope they're having gorgeous weather. Maybe we can figure that I, I, out. Well, the the forecast for tomorrow is really, really, really good. And today's forecast may have a little bit of chances. But these two races today, the IndyCar and the Xfinity race, since they're on the road course, can both uh, run on the wet tires. So, good point. Uh, I don't. I don't think it'll interfere much with the show. I think we'll be able to put on a good race uh, in in Indy today, and and then tomorrow's forecast uh, for the oval looks pretty good. You know, Alan Hill, who's sitting here, he didn't ask you any questions or anything. He's taking it all in. But his brother Mike Hill, who you probably know from when I he do worked, know Mike. Well, he's you know he's got one of those IMSA cars that he works on. Yeah, the, uh, he's, he's down here with Action Performance. Yeah, yeah that's the right. Car. So uh, his brother's sitting right here with us, and uh, he tears them up at Cherokee Speedway. And the uh, uh, Hill family's very involved in racing uh, here in Spartanburg. But Mike, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll let you get on. I know you probably got a lot to do, and uh, once again, Greg gets us the best, and we appreciate it. Well, I appreciate the, having a chance to speak to you all to our fans and, and all across the country now i guess the way you guys are syndicated oh, we're around the world my son's in the marines and he listens to us in the persian gulf well good deal <laughs> but, uh, but so i'd just like to close with thanking all of our fans all around the world because that's why we do all this that's why you do your show that's why we run races it's for fans and and so thank you for being fans and thank you for helping us spread the word guys thank you so much that's mike helton talking to us from uh Daytona, great interview. Way to go, Greg. And we gave him, uh, that was uh, 28 minutes. That's about the longest interview we've ever had. But, you know, without Nelson, you know, maybe we ought to move Nelson to 11 o'clock so we can do that more often. We don't have to cut cut these guys off. But, you know, but Nelson's a huge part of the show. We want Nelson back, and we want him to have all the time he needs, too. Because, you know, Nelson runs up against this hard break we got coming up in 10 minutes, and we have to... We have to sometimes stop him, so that might be something to think about. Our our, our legend at, at ten twenty and let him go, and Nelson at, uh, at eleven and let him go, yep. and, and we'll build the rest of the show around that. I think I might I might have just made an executive decision, yeah. but anyway, we're a break behind, uh, or we're not behind. We just ran long there on purpose. So let's uh, let's take a break right now and come back. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Driving Studios. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness. And you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Citra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $129. 
price on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Vince knows high payments and slim dunk on savings. During the Nissan Now sales event at Greer Nissan today, low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Your complete car care center is Par 3 Automotive in Boiling Springs. Par 3 Automotive can take care of your vehicle in a hurry. Whether you need an oil change, new tires, alignments, or anything in between, they have you covered. When it's hot outside, let them check your air conditioning. They specialize in maintenance and repairs, big or small. If you need your oil change quickly, ask about their express oil change. Stop in at 1930 Boiling Springs Road or call for an appointment, 864-599-5900. That's Par 3 Automotive, your complete car care center. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories, such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And uh, we've got about, oh, six minutes. So uh, we'll let Alan do... Uh, I'll let you know when you got to be quiet. So go, right. <laughs> you go All right. ahead. All right. uh, had a little bit of racing going on last week at Cherokee Speedway. The main event over there, as far as the headliners, was the Mid-East Street Stocks. Mid-East Street Stocks raced over there. They had uh, first place was Ricky Green. Second place was Jesse Rocket. Third place was Tyler Love. Also on the schedule was 602... Thunder Series, first place was Jacob Brown, second place was Russell Wright, and third place was Jared Broom. Thunder Bomber A's, first place went to Steve Green, second place went to Madison Hoots, third place went to Ricky Bogan. In the Stock 4 Division, Jamie Madison took first place, second place Dustin Bolin, third place Bradley Weaver. In the Thunder Bomber Futures, first place went to Justin Watts, second place went to TJ Bolin, and third place went to Leith Hilton. Uh, 
last night. We've had a change in schedules. Hair Speedway raced last night instead of racing tonight on July 4th. Last night at Harris Speedway, heard the racetrack was in awful good condition up there. They had the Blue Ridge Outlaws up there. First place went to Zach Cox. Second place went to Robbie Bailey. Third place went to Scott Shirley. In the Young Guns Division, first place went to Jared he- Jordan Hill. Third, second place went to Dale Bennett. Third place went to Kaylee Laws. In the Crate Sportsman Division, first place went to Blake Pryor. Second place went to Dalton Peavy. Third place went to Lee Hidgen. Front wheel drive division. First place went to Willie Fowler. Second place went to Josh Ayers. Third place went to Jonathan Butler. And the Thunder Bomber. First place went to Shane McDaniels. Second place went to Bailey Hip. Third place went to Taylor Johnson. In the Pure Stock division. First place went to Chris Jones. Second place went to Nathan Pierce. Third place went to Tyler Avenue. In the V6 division, first place went to Kevin Brooks. Second place went to Josh Whitfield. Third place went to Tony Grimes. In the Renegade division, first place went to Josh Burgess. Second place went to Justin Pierce. Third place went to Benji Whiteside. Thunder Bomber Futures, first place went to Mason Mintz. Second place went to Stetson Todd. Third place went to Andrew Howard. And tonight, uh, about the only place we got racing around here is going to be Cherokee Speedway. They got the Ultimate Super Late Mall Series over there with $5,000 to win in that division. Also on the schedule, 602 Crate Late Model, the Super Sportsman Division. Also, the Crate Racing USA Street Stock combined with the Crate Sportsman Division. Extreme 4 Thunder Bomber Pure Stops. Gates are going to open today at 3 o'clock. Driver's meeting going to be at 7 p.m. Grandstands going to be $20 to get in. Pits are going to be $35. If you want to learn more about this uh, Ultimate Lake Mall series that's traveling around, you can go to www.ultimatesupers.com. They will fill you on in on everything that's going on. Also, they're going to have on the... Everybody likes a long half-mile dirt track. That's going to be, I do. That's going to be the Lancaster Speedway. Lancaster Speedway is going to host an event tonight. And uh, everybody likes Lancaster Speedway because on their schedule tonight, it's going to be Lightning Late Models, the Renegade, Great Sportsman, Thunder Bomber Division, Pure Stock Division, Extreme Four, Young Guns Front Wheel Drive. Admission down there is going to be $13. Pits is $25. Kids under 12 get in free. Gates will open at 4.30. Stands open up at 5. Hot laps will begin at 7 p.m. Also down there, they will have a big fireworks show at Lancaster Speedway. And uh, for a lot of good racing, like I said, everybody likes a long half-mile racetrack except for engine builders. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of works on them guys a little bit, especially with dirt. You sometimes get turned into many R's. Yes, you do. Uh, do you know anything the, about the accident uh, at Lawrence Speedway? Uh, I, 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 I'm trying to find it here on my phone, and I know the, uh, the guy's name was Mike something, but he uh, went know, up in the stands. He got up in the stands coming off turn four. He got up on the wall. I've seen, uh, I seen highlights of it up on uh, the thing, and uh, just a bad incident. You know, I mean, sometimes you can't control where these cars are actually going. To. And it's like I tell a lot of people, you don't turn your back on them. 
you know, it doesn't matter if you're working on them or just a spectator or whatever. You can't because they're big, high horsepower pieces of metal and, uh, you know, torque, torque times speed equals all. I think somebody made that statement. Well, we, but we, you know, you got, I hate to have stuff like that happen. It's, and, and our prayers go out to those that were injured. I don't think anything was life-threatening. Um, before we go to break here, I want to thank Lanny McKinney. And Lanny, we're coming by to see you after the show because I forgot to start the recorder. And uh, so you're going to have to put it on the flash drive for us. I was, uh, I had too much time, I guess, to get ready. I had a half an hour and I had the flash drive plugged in and I forgot to hit record. So Lanny, we'll be coming by after the show. And uh, we appreciate everything you do, and this is this is what you do. You back us up when when I have one of my senior moments, and I had one. So uh, we uh, we'll be coming by, and we thank he maintains the Budmore Engineering website and our Facebook page, which he had to change that two or three times this week when uh, we kept shuffling the schedule. But we're going to take a break right now and come back and talk to Will Cronkite. This is Start Your Engines. We are the home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is our hold Now on FM at 98.3. Fox Sports trending now. for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Business owners have product or material you need moved shipped stored upstate logistics in spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in spartanburg county and beyond for over a decade upstate logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services including inbound and outbound rail shipments upstate logistics proud to be a part of our community serving spartanburg county and beyond since 2005 upstate logistics keeping your business and inventory moving forward to find out more visit upstatelogistics.com that's upstatelogistics.com Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. 
Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. From the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to Start Your Engines from the Beacon Driving Studios here in Spartanburg, South Carolina, 1400 AM, 98.3 FM. And it's my great pleasure to welcome a good friend of the show and um, an outstanding car builder and uh, chief mechanic in his own time, in his own day, I should say, is uh, none other than Will Cronkite. Good morning, Will, and happy Fourth of July. Well, good morning, Perry. It's a pleasure to be with you guys. I was listening to your uh, lead in there. You got quite a lineup of folks down there in Spartanburg. Yeah, and you're following up uh, Mike Helton, the vice chairman of NASCAR, so you're in some pretty good company this morning. <laughs> yes, sir. I always wanted Mike's job. I thought I'd been a hell of a racetrack promoter, but nobody else thought so. <laughs> well, maybe it's not too late, but... Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to be in there pretty solid. You know, I was uh, talking, uh, I always send out uh, text to the boys and uh, and tell them um, who's we got on the show this week. And when I sent it to Alan Hill, um, who does our short track stuff here and a great asset to the show, I I said that we've got um, Will Cronkite on, and he sent me back a picture of Victory Lane from the um, an Independence race that they had. I think that was at Tri-County Speedway back in the early 70s, and it's uh, Cecil Gordon's in Victory Lane, and you're there, and so is Mike Hill, Alan's brother. Heck of a picture. Well, I, I didn't realize that Mike had a, uh, a brother. That, that's my fault, but I'll say this. Mike might have been the best person, one of the very best people I ever hired to work with in my entire career at NASCAR. I'm a I'm, I'm really proud of my association with Mike and how he turned out. I spoke with him just the other day. He's a good friend. Well, Alan's his brother, and he's sitting right here with us every week. Yeah. Uh, like I say, Mike Mike Hill has been not only a fantastic mechanic, crew chief. 
he could work on a car in one of the most like one of the most like people in the garage area. And like I say, his brother goes out here and tears him up over at Cherokee, and, and and you couldn't ask for a finer feller than him. So, well, I'm a big fan of Mike Hill. Yeah, we, well, we are too. He's got a race tonight in Daytona with the uh, IMSA cars, but uh, um, you've uh, you've got quite a history yourself there, Will. And I, I guess I, I I don't know if there's anything uh, that comes to my mind quicker uh, than when uh, you, you bought the car from Bud Moore and put Dale Earnhardt Senior in it. And uh, I mean that's quite a story in itself. Could you uh, tell us when that happened and how that all came about? Sure. Um, I, I'll tell you what, that's going to be in a, a new book that uh, talking to Perry, or you gentlemen gave me a, some inspiration. It's been sent to the printer, so it looks like it's going to happen. Great, because um, I, that was coming up. Don't Believe you me, I was not going to leave out your book, but we're, uh, we'll, we'll uh, let you sow some seeds of uh, interest right now with this with uh, talking about the Earnhardt and, and that car. Well, I'd be happy to do it. It's a thing crossed off my bucket list, but it, it really got started. The hump, Humpy Wheeler's just been really good to me, and in this upcoming book, he actually wrote the foreword, so I'm pretty pretty enthused about that. But that's great. Um, hump, Humpy talked to me, wanting to know if I wouldn't be willing to be the crew chief and a car owner for the first African American gentleman to be in stock car racing, and hit, in his mind, it was he wanted Willie T. Ribs and. And, and the practice sessions didn't go that well. Uh, there's different reports that he didn't show up for practice, but he showed up for practice, um, and it just wasn't going well. And on the last practice of the second day, he just drove past us on pit road, pulled his car right up next to pit wall, got out of the car, and I haven't seen or spoken to the gentleman since. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard about what happened to him. He he was in the NASC, the Charlotte Motor Speedway car. I don't know if it was a pace car, but it had Charlotte Motor Speedway on. He was driving the wrong way. I think it was on Queens Avenue in Charlotte. And the policeman wanted to gather his attention, point that out to him. And he sped away a little bit, parked the car, and, and sort of scooted off into the darkness. And knowing that they were going to be looking for him, he he walked around for a little bit. And he, walked, he saw this gymnasium, and he's thinking... You know, he's, he's an African-American man. He goes in there, he starts shooting basketballs. And the policeman come in and grab him right away, put him up against the wall, and put him in handcuffs. And he said, what gave it away? He said, son, this is an all-girls school. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, got, he got busted. I, I've heard the wrong way street part of it, but not the rest of it. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that was kind of, that was, I thought it was hilarious today that you, but that that afternoon Humpy called me and he said, you know, I, I hate to tell you, but he, we've sent your boy back to San Jose, and and the deal was, I was going to get that car, you know, if I was going to be the crew chief for this new team, so I'm worried that I'm not going to get this car, and I've already got the car. It's a nice car from Bud Moore down your area. Boy, was Bud ever good to me. Um, so he calls and he says, we'll work out something. He says, you're going to see your name on, hear your name on TV today. He said, but don't be nervous. We'll figure out something. And Harold Johnson gets on the, I see him come on the news and he says, you know, Will's driver's no longer employed. And boy, it wasn't 30 seconds later and Dale calls me on the telephone. He says, can I get in that car? And I said, it's kind of a promotional project at this minute. I don't think it's my decision. He says, would you care if I ask company? I said, no. So he calls Humpy, 
And Harold Johnson's still talking about it on the TV. And uh, Humpy calls. He says, you care if that boy drives it? And Humpy's version of that phone calls a little bit different than mine, but it's it's the same thing. I was willing to put him in it. Humpy seems to think I was worried about him crashing the car. I don't remember having that concern. But at any rate, the deal gets done. It's already been settled. Dale calls me back before Harold Johnson has finished talking on the television. Dale just <laughs> got all over that thing. So he's going to come down. He drives down that night, and we go to fit the seat in his car. And I know Greg Greg really likes to hear about this story. This car, I think, only had four races on it. I think Buddy won twice in it. And it's my first car, you know, <laughs> my first really, really good car comes from Bud Moore, and I'm all excited. Dale, Dale wants to fit the seat, so I'm thinking we're going to, you know, cut out some upholstery, maybe drill a few holes in the seat. Um, there's four hours later, he's looking at me, and he says, you don't understand what we're doing here, do you? And he had us, when it was all done, we'd cut the floor out of the car and dropped it about an inch and a half, put new seat support rails in it, moved that seat way down and way back, um, that was the start of his driving position in a car. And I wish it had been my idea. I just was there when when he asked me to do it. But he wanted to know if I knew why we did that. And I, I just said, no, I don't care. It was kind of like being married. You know, if mama's not happy, <laughs> nobody's going to have any fun. So I said, I'm happy to do whatever whatever makes you feel better. So he told me to get in the car. And he's standing up there by the A post of the car. And he says, "If when you take this car in over the hump in the first turn at Charlotte, he said, where's that car in front of you? And, you know, and I just point at the wall out in front of the car. And he goes, where's the car in front of him? And I looked at him like he's not very bright. And I said, it's out in front of him. And he says, no, think about this. This impressed me to no end. He says, when you go in there, you in them high bank turns, that car's not in front of you. It's up at the upper corner of that left A post. And I thought, man, oh, man. Also, all of a sudden, I'm a, I'm a fan of this young guy. He's. He knows what he wants, and he's not afraid to ask for it. And I'll say this, too. All, all the during those four hours, he kept going out and checking on this little snotty-nosed kid who had a cold. His nose was dripping and running down the windshield of this old Ford he had. It was Dale Jr. Turned, I mean, it turned out to be Dale Jr. So I, I got to see him before he got to turn on a steering wheel, I guess. Yeah. Wow, that's something. That I, now, from the stats I'm looking at, and I, I, this may not be accurate, but it looks to me like uh, in 1978, Dale Earnhardt drove four races for you. Is that correct? And uh, looks yes, like sir. the best. Yes. Yeah, it looks like the best finish you had, and all of them were pretty good, actually. Seventeenth in the 600, and then a seventh at Daytona in uh, the 400, which I guess that would be. Uh, oh, let's figure it up here real quick. 42 years ago today. And yes, a firecracker, <laughs> and then a twelfth at Talladega, and a sixteenth at Darlington. So actually, y'all did pretty good. Well, we did do well. Um, Bud was really extra good to me for some reason. Just he always did a little extra for me or shared a little secret with me. Um, we ran his setup at Charlotte, ran the whole deal, and we ran good. And I'll tell you this. I bought my first set of radios was there at Charlotte. We struggled a little bit to get our frequencies right between us, but we were both proud. We had, He had a radio in his hat, and I had one on my head. You know, I'm hot stuff now. I'm a car owner with a set of radios. I just figured about as good as it gets. And we're talking, and, and let's see, was this 
Yeah, this was the first race at Charlotte. This was at the 600. We got down somehow and kind of pit stop or something. We were we were running good. The car the car was good. The car was good. Dale was good. And I'll tell you this. And all of he actually drove five races. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Um, but he never scratched the car. I, I was pretty impressed with that. He never got it upside down or spun it around or put any scratch on. Harry Gant did. Um, <laughs> in, in relief for Dale, Dale had to get out of this race because he had too much pasta. He said uh, Harry got in, and I think Harry spun it. Uh, that's another story. My dad got mad about that. But he's this number three. We've got this set of radios, and we're it's in the middle part of the race. And he and somebody's mirror driving him. I not sure, don't remember who it is. And if I get if I did, I probably shouldn't say it. But it was mirror driving him. He was getting kind of Dale was getting kind of aggravated. And he finally, come on the radio. He says, "You care if I spin that sob?" And I said, "More? Can you do it without hurting our car?" And he says, "Oh yeah." And he says, "I'm going to give him three laps." And we go into the trial, and this guy goes down, comes around again. The guy drives down further more. Third time around. This guy goes down, Dale goes down, pulls up underneath him, and then swings to the right and takes all the air off his back spoiler. And that car just, you know, the guy let off of it, slid up the racetrack a little bit, and Dale went right by him and going through the trioval. So he had to put his finger on the button under the flag stand. He said, I don't remember just what it was, but I told you I'd only give him three laps. He said, how'd, how'd you like that or something to that effect? I'd like to look at it. We're um, talking to Will Cronkite, and uh, Will's got some great stories now. And we could, man, we could do a whole two hours with you, Will. But let's uh, tell us a little bit about. Um, well, before I get to that, what was your early ex- experiences? I mean, what like the picture with Mike Hill that I saw? Who, what team were you working? At? No doubt, I mean, you must have been with Cecil Gordon back then. But what yes, other yes, teams? Um, what other teams did you work for? With? Well, my my first job. I don't know if I've shared this with many people, but it's in, in the book. And right before Christmas in 1969, I, I lost my wife and two little girls in a car accident in Lebanon, Ohio. And I just didn't want to be, you know, I just didn't want to be around there no more. And I got to diddling around and I ended up getting a job working at Indianapolis. So I worked in 1970 Indy 500 with a guy that had two cars, um, one was a Gearhart with Rick Muther. The other was a, the last of the turbine cars was driven by Rick Muther. Um, the turbine car didn't make it. But while I'm there, this is a race stock car story too. While I'm there, I, we're two or three doors down from Foyt, and he's always complaining about this scrawny taxi driver. Giving him just giving him crap up one side and down the other. It, 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 you know, Foyt draws a lot of attention, and, and I was a helper. I wasn't. And wasn't much more than a gopher at that time. So I got in on a lot of that stuff. And it turns out that driver that Foyt gave so much trouble to finished fourth in the 1970 Indy 500. One rookie of the year is Donnie Allison. Donnie Allison. Less than four years later, I was Donnie Allison's car chief in Daytona Beach. Wow. So we, we go round about that. So anyway, I did that. And then I went to work at Ray Nichols. Um... When Pearson was there, ran the Pontiac. Um, there's a really funny, well, kind of a funny story in my new book about that. I, Chris Vallow. I've, I've only been in jail twice, and that was the first one. No, that was the second one. <laughs> um, that, uh, I guess you can talk about that on the radio. Yeah, you can talk it, about anything you want it, to on it, our it show. Anyway, minor stuff, minor stuff. Um, 
What was I telling you about the? Oh, you was asking what I was doing. The yeah, I was just Pearson was Pearson driving the Pontiac up at Nichols, and then I went with Ron Courier, of one of Foyt's engine builders, went to work for Benny Parsons. So I worked for Benny all of '72, and then '73, I worked in Spartanburg with Joe Frazone and got to know Rossi pretty well. Yeah, and then the next year I was a, I was a Cecil Gordon's crew chief. And Mike and I were trying to think about this. I didn't finish the whole year with Cecil. At some point, Cecil, uh, Mario Rossi called me back, and they'd started a new team in Hueytown, uh, Die Guard, for Donnie. So I went to work down there and uh, in Hueytown for about four or five months, and then we moved into the new building with uh, Die Guard. We had a really good time at Die Guard. I, in my book, I wrote a story called uh, The Hueytown Speed Merchant. And and the truth is, in hindsight, now that the dust has settled, I, I'd like to think I was a pretty good chassis guy. And Donnie and I didn't see eye to eye at all. But that was kind of my job. But we finally worked through it, and we're actually really good friends right now. But we both were looking in the same direction. We just were using different words. And once we got that squared away, we got to be pretty good friends and then for a reason that I don't understand the only job I've ever been fired from was die guard and then and I didn't know why but turns out the next that was on a Saturday the following Monday they let Donnie go and there's a real sad story there Donnie asked me not to talk about it but he kind of took it sideways in that deal we're getting up against the clock here but I want you to have time to tell us a little bit about your book you say it's gone to the printers. I know all about that. And when um, when can we get it? What's the name of it? And um, and just how'd you enjoy uh, writing it? I know we talked a little bit while that was going on, but uh, I think writing is the fun part. But you uh, 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 will be going to shows and doing a lot of things with it. So when can we expect to see your book uh, available? And, well, I, and I what's the name of it? I actually published it myself, so I've, I've only purchased 200 copies to start with. But the name of it now is going to be, uh, I was a NASCAR redneck. Um, That's like me. <laughs> yes, sir. It's, it's, it's uh, random recollections in the transformation of a Yankee farm boy to a NASCAR redneck and beyond. Um, it's got 68 different stories in it. It's going to be an inch and a quarter thick, 600 pages, and 165 photographs. Holy cow, that sounds great. And what, did you did you get the 8 by 10 size that, that you were talking no, about? I got I, I got the nine, 7 by 10. 7 by 10, that's what I meant, 7 by 10. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good it, size. That, well, it cost a little more because I found out the reason it cost a little bit more was it kept, you had to buy 8.5 by 11 paper to get the 7 by 10 uh, they'll cut it whatever size but apparently they don't stock very many different sizes but that's an experience That that's way more than I thought I actually worked this COVID thing kept me in the house what allowed me to finish it up uh, I like I said there's, I wrote 74 stories we took 6 of them out trying to make the book smaller and I'll tell you the truth I just I didn't want to make it any smaller. You know, just it is what it is. I wasn't doing it to be a author or earn money. I just wanted to write a book. <laughs> well, I know how it is. And uh, uh, 
I hope it'll be a big success. I'm sure it will. I want one of the 200, I can tell you that. If you can. Okay. Uh, and okay, how, too. When is it, it going to be available? Well, I, I've sent it to the printers now. I, I've sent them the back cover and the spline, and we're discussing now the front cover. I, I don't know. They've only had it for uh, well, a week. Uh, but they didn't work yesterday, so they only had when well, they didn't get it on Monday. So they've only had it for three days. They've got a uh, I've gotten off into metal shaping, and we've got an event at the, in the middle of August in Belfast, Tennessee. And I told them I want it for that, so I'm expecting it by the end of the month. And the only way I know right now is is through me, and and the best thing would be PayPal to Wildcad at Comporium dot net. Okay, I tell you it's, what, it's W I L D as in dog, C A D as in dog, Wildcat. Okay, well that sounds great, and uh, I tell you what, when we get a little further down the road and the book comes out, and maybe after I've had a chance to read it, um, we'll have you back on. I'd love to. Uh, you're a great guest, and you're full of stories. And like I said, you could uh, you could take the whole two hours and. Uh, and not cover the same ground <laughs> twice. So uh, you've been a good friend to me as of late, and I know you've known Greg a long time. But uh, yes, sir. I, 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 Greg's you, been good to me too. Well, you pre, you uh, you feel free to call me anytime. I've, I've got a little bit of experience on this book stuff, but you uh, sound <laughs> you, like you've you got would, it under control to me. Well, you you help light the fire. I appreciate it, Paris. You've uh, been kind to me as well. Well, thank you very much, and uh, you uh, you stay. In, inside, I'm not going out much anymore either. So uh, uh, we're not through this thing yet. So we gotta we gotta stick together and stay healthy. And uh, you uh, you take care of yourself and have a happy Fourth of July, gentlemen. I've I've had a nice morning. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you very thank, much. Thank you, Will. That's Will. You're Cron welcome, gentlemen. Yeah, thank you. That's Will Cron <laughs> and he's uh, um. Just a wealth of information. I can't wait to read his book and look at the pictures and all that. And Humphrey Wheeler did his uh, his uh, forward, so uh, that's that's pretty good stuff. There. That, that that's pretty strong. And I tell you what, Will was a real good mechanic. Uh, I didn't know exactly about the die guard thing, but it's kind of refreshed my memory. There was there was some deals went on there. But well, I know Joseph Flund used to talk about him all the time when. Uh, when uh, I'd be over there discussing Joe's. But we gotta, we're got we late for our next break, so let's go ahead and get it out of the way. And we're going to come back, and we're going to talk to Ernie Smith. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirit's. Leadville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. Windows down or AC on. 
Either way, there's no better way to beat the heat than with ice-cold favorites from McDonald's. Now get a large Minute Maid slushie for $2 in sweet flavors Fruit Punch, Blue Raspberry, or New Pink Lemonade. Or get a refreshingly bold McCafe iced coffee, any size for $1.69. To beat the heat, there's nothing sweeter than an icy treat. It's not just a drink, it's a McDonald's drink. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Minute Maid is a registered trademark of the Coca-Cola Company. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Mayhem is everywhere. I'm a gravel truck. I'm busy laying the foundation for your city's newest suburb. You're stuck behind me, and I'm about to make it rain. <laughs> Rocks. Now you're swerving, but there's no avoiding this downpour. Better watch out for that guardrail. So get Allstate, where agents help protect you from mayhem, like me. You're in good hands with Allstate agent Jack Mabry in Boiling Springs. Give him a call today, 253 253- Nine one five five. Open Mike Daily is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. Hi, How do we explain our longevity? Clean living for one. Mm. A keen grasp of reality. Mm. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at three on Fox Sports fourteen hundred and ninety eight three FM. That's a little bit of the monkeys. Haven't heard that one in a while. And um, we will now welcome onto the show Ernie Smith. And Ernie, happy 4th of July and welcome to Start Your Engines. Hey, happy 4th of July to all you guys, too. Hope y'all are all doing well today. We are doing well, and it's great to have you on the show. So uh, you got a big event coming up next week? or uh, And uh, tell us a little bit about that and how it's been going so far. Well, we've got one. Two weeks from, well, it'll be two weeks from today up in uh, Lyons, Indiana. That's where we'll be heading. We were up in Race City, USA last weekend, Marshall, North Carolina. I've had a few problems up there, and I'm actually in the shop this morning working on making some changes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like I say, Ernie, uh, you've, you've kind of had more horsepower, but felt like you did, but, but that project didn't exactly go back right, so you're going back to a little bit of Chevrolet power and uh, right, we go back to some basics. Yeah, you know, we've we've kind of got behind this year with all the COVID problems and everything. Uh, you know, no test time. I went to our first race kind of blind, just missed my setup. Uh, had a motor let go up in Mooresville, and we're just going to try to change directions with our whole program here. You know, coming up the next couple of races, and thankfully, the good people like you that backed me some with some sponsorship. You, you and Roberta Gregg, the radio show. And I tell you, the generosity of some 
great, great people I raced with, and that motor let go financially. I was hurting, and got some guys like Rick Varner up Kannapolis, North Carolina, Todd O'Dunn, Leeds, Alabama, Leslie Horn here, Boyd Springs. Competitors that I race against every week stepped up and you know told me, no, you're you're not done. We we're going to help you out here, and that's the great thing about our sport and the people I race with. They'll never know how much I appreciate the offer and what they've done for me. Well, one thing about it, you doggone sure run good when when things are, when you got it hooked up because uh, right, it, it, we, we want that thing up front, and uh, I think the move you're making is a good move. Uh, even though you know I, I, I'm I'm a Ford guy, think, or whatever. But I, I think we're about I think we're about to be headed in the right direction here. Like I say, we've we're changing from the Ford engine, going back to small block Chevrolet. You know, the Ford stuff it runs good, but my experience and everything I've done has always been Chevrolet, and I was you know having to get a lot of tuning help with this, with this car. I mean, this car stayed over in. Lyman and Daniel Haynes' shop because he's a Ford guy more than it stayed my own. So I'm trying to kind of get back to things I know. <laughs> well, you can't hardly believe it's beat a small block Chevrolet when they first invented that thing. Uh, right. They're, they're easy to work on. The, the, their configuration is, is better, you know, with their uh, yeah. Siamese dental and one, ports and all that stuff. One of, the biggest, one of the biggest advantages of the, the Ford platform I was running with the Cleveland there, the Windsor with the Cleveland heads, is if I broke, I was broke. A small block Chevrolet, I can start at one end of the pits, and by the time I get to the other end of the pits, I can have enough parts to to build a whole motor. That's and right. Everybody's got one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And they work good. And uh, right. the Ford, the Ford stuff now. Once we get up to, to what they're doing now, that all the motors are pretty well close. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good move, and I just can't wait to see what all happens. Uh, I think water goes that thing run one of these days if we get bird to take me in the Mustang or something. Well, uh, well Ernie, what what is the car? Because I, I still have in my, my mind uh, your old car, which was a Henry J, I think. Uh, did you say yeah, you, you got a Chevelle or a Chevy 2 or something now? It's a 1966 Chevy 2 four-door. That's, that's right. Well, you had a Ford engine in it, right? I had a Ford engine in it. Yes, sir. I had the, the Cleavor in it. I had a 400 cubic inch uh, well, it Windsor with Cleveland heads on it. Well, it didn't like that, obviously. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it didn't like it. I mean, it, it took me to a, a number six finish in points last year. Okay. I mean, my stuff was competitive. It's just these things in every class, and, you know, Greg knows it. You guys know it. If you're not moving forward, you're backing up in the sport. And I think we had got all the potential we could get out of that platform. I mean, you know, that we were, I was having to lean on it really hard, you know, keep the thing revved up to ungodly RPMs, and it just got where to be competitive. I was beating the equipment up, and, you know, my pocketbook ain't that deep. So I had to, you know, look at it from a financial standpoint because, you know, I had a few sponsors due to the virus and stuff kind of step away this year. So, you know, I lost some sponsorship money, and, you know, that is what it is, uh, but, you know, I'm going to go race. I'm going to make it happen somehow, and I just had to look at the numbers, and the numbers said small block Chevrolet. Well, anyway, Ernie, you sure do make everybody proud up around Baldwin Springs, around Spartburg, because uh, you do run awful good, and that's an awful interesting series. I know that uh, your buddy down there, Atlanta, Ed Clark, and him, he, he loves that series. He said, do you be surprised how, how many people them guys draw? 
and y'all do that drag racing thing in front of Atlanta. Y'all were doing about twice a year, but oh, they know that. Yeah, we go. Uh, y- we go down and he does a thing called Friday Night Drags. I'm, I'm hoping we get to do it this year. We were scheduled to go earlier in the year, and they had to cancel. But they run a thing down there. Ed has a deal every Friday night on Pitt Road, and we went down the last two years and run it. And I mean, down in the Atlanta area, it's amazing. I mean, you you got ten thousand people down there watching us, and it, it's a it's a really neat deal. Uh, Ed, Ed has just a, a a first-class program down there in Atlanta all the way around. I mean, you know, okay. whether it's NASCAR stuff, whether it's drag racing. Uh, we went down there for a couple of big car shows that Summit's put on that sponsors our series. I mean, he's, he's just a first-class guy with first-class operation. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. But uh, okay. but anyway, Ernie, uh, well, I was going to say, hope, hope I see you Sunday. Yep. Or, yep. And uh, anyway, let's just keep our thinking hats going. Let's see how it runs this next time, and we'll 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 figure something else out. But no, you you you, you you've been doing this too long, and uh, you, you ain't done yet. We ain't, we ain't I'm not done, done yet. You that's that's done. it. I mean, I'm I think I'm about to go in the direction we need to go in with this change. Like I say, uh, the Ford Motor, it was a great thing. Uh, you know, having it in the Chevy too got me some attention, but I really think we've just went as far as we can go technology wise with what I had. And you know, there's some big money Ford parts out there that I don't have the big money for. I mean, I'm thankful to sponsors I've got guys like Scott McFalls up Boyle Springs at Wing, etc. Aces High Tattoo down there in Myrtle Beach, uh, Priority Heat and Air here in Spartanburg have been with me since the start. I mean, you know. I'm thankful that these people have stuck with me and, you know, realize I'm going through a little rough patch right now. But if you're going to be a competitor, you've got to compete. That's it. So, you know, I'm not going to make any excuses for the performance I've had, but I'm going to do my best to go fix it. Well, Ernie, we're going to have to – I got a gentleman on hold, and I'm not astute enough on this equipment to – and I don't know even know if this equipment would let us – put both of you on at the same time but he's calling from alabama and he wants to talk about you so i'm gonna um i'm gonna attempt to uh uh i tell you what you just keep listening and if you want to call back in and rebut whatever this gentleman has to say you can do that i wish i could have you on at the same time but i think he wants to to say some nice things about you if it's from alabama i would bet it's our our 2018 sea gas world champion mr todd that's exactly you you will never talk you will never talk to a finer gentleman from a finer family anywhere in racing. Well, let's hear what he has to say because yeah, he wants to talk good. about you, and I got him on hold. So. Thank you, Ernie. Ernie, we'll talk to you okay. again later, and we and um, we appreciate all you do to keep racing in Spartanburg, and uh, you'll get that Chevy figured out, I'm sure. Guys, I appreciate all y'all do for me. Have a great fourth. Uh, okay, you thank too. You, Ernie. Be safe. Uh, is this Mr. Odin? Hello? Is this? Okay, well, maybe he'll call back in. I lost him. I had him on hold. Sorry about that, but I guess he's listening. So if you're listening, call back in. Um, be anxious to hear what you have to say. Sorry I cut you off. I, I'm i sure there's probably some way I could have had them both on at the same time, but I don't know what it is, and I, and I, I actually couldn't even... Uh, put him on hold and, and bring him up. But uh, it was funny when he was talking about whatever he was talking about. 
and you were talking about some kind of something technical. I don't know what it was, and you were over there nodding your head, and I was like, oh, here we go again <laughs> with another... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> With another, uh, like it well, was with the crankshaft a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah we didn't we didn't need to go. I mean, I like talking about crankshafts. Oh, yeah. I think this is him right here. Let's see, let's see what we yeah, got. Yeah, let's, let's see what this demo's got to say. I'm sure it's fine things. Hello, are you there, sir? I got cut off there. Yeah, I cut you off trying to trying to get you both <laughs> on at the same time. But, uh, yeah, he uh, already guessed who you were, so... Um, Tell us, tell us what your story is, and and and, and he, what he, Ernie said you were a champion. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was actually the 2017 uh, Sea Gas World Champion uh, with the Southeast Gas Association. So I've been. This is my fourth full year of racing with the uh, with the series. Of course, I'm I'm like all most of these old guys that run this series. We, I'm 53, but I've been drag racing since uh, late 70s, early 80s when my dad put me in a car, and when they came up with this. Southeast Gasser series is just right up our alley because uh, my dad recently passed away, but 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 we raced together for these last few years, and it was really a blessing to my life and to our family. And just getting to know all the good families like Ernie and his wife Paula, just it's a uh, it's it's really a platform that that family friendly and that people can get out and enjoy themselves and roam the pits and meet the drivers and establish relationships and become you just become part of the crew just by wandering through the pit you know you don't have somebody hand you a, a t-shirt and a hat and welcome you into their pit to sit down and have a cold drink and it's just a it's a great place to go see a race it's a great association to be a part of sounds like the way nascar used to be when it was fun that's absolutely <laughs> what it is it's, it's back to the roots of racing and uh you know it's still a, it's still a series for an average guy like me or an average guy like ernie can can get some parts together and be competitive and and you rely on your know-how and your friends know-how and your family's know-how and 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 everybody works together you know just like what ernie was saying you know you offer up parts to your friends uh, until you get to the starting line and once you get to the starting line you want to reach over there and, and and chop their head off you know but that's a whole different deal once you get up there but but before then, we're all friends and family, and right after that run, we're all friends and family and do anything for each other. Now, what do you drive? I've got a 1958 Chevrolet Del Rey. Holy cow, now is, that's a car there. Yeah, yeah. You a lot of right. it's, a, <laughs> it's a big old heavy sled, and it's got wide load painted across the back of it because it is. It's, it's the heaviest car in the class. I weigh 3,550 pounds with a little 360-inch engine. We'll spin that baby up to nine, ten thousand RPMs and cut her loose, and that's a. That's why this thing's so impressive. It's such a good show, you know, for the fans to come out and see because they're gonna see some parts flung off and some, some cars going up against the wall. And like Wayne Scott, founder, of this thing says the the wall's not out of bounds. You just can't cross the center line. Now, uh, <laughs> I see it. now is that the car you won the championship in? Yes, sir. It sure is. Yes, sir. You know, when I was a kid, we had a 58 Chevrolet Brookwood station wagon, and I thought, forget the station wagon part. I thought it was the ugliest car I ever seen in my life. But now, Absolutely. you you look at a 58 Chevrolet Impala, or, or like you're talking about, uh, uh, what'd you say, a, a Bel Air or a, a Del... Dale, Dale, Dale Ray. Dale Ray. The model they made. Yeah. yeah uh, you know, that's a beautiful car. I mean, it's... Because well, it we had a... Fit, we, 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 we laughed a, when we started racing the car. We said the darn car is so ugly, it's kind of cute. 
Well, and that's the way it is, because we had a 57 that was beautiful, and then we got a 58, and it was so ugly, but, you know, I, I wish we had both of them now. Well, look, that's yeah, great. That's, that, that's, uh, your, your name's Todd Odin. And, that's correct, uh, yes, sir. And you're listening to us in Leeds, Alabama? Yes, sir, Leeds, Alabama. Well, that's great. Yeah, we appreciate that. We sure do, and you get your friends yeah. to listen, and uh, we'll... Uh, we're going to have to concentrate on this uh, particular series a little bit more than we do, Greg. We have Ernie on. Yeah, absolutely. We have well, Ernie on a couple of times a year, but, you know, we, we pick that up a little bit. Ernie's a great ambassador. Yeah, he's a great ambassador for the sport. He puts out there, you know, about all the radio station. And, you know, I mean, he really does get out there and work this series hard. And he works for you guys, too. You know, I mean, he's got that posted in 10 or 12 places and about your radio station. And I, I picked you up on TuneIn Radio and. You know, it's because of what he put on there, but, but it, you know, it's because we all love the series and love the sport. And, you know, I'm on with a little radio station here in, in the mornings, 101 Drag Race Central, that kind of does the same thing you guys do. And, and it's all about promoting the sport and promoting the families that love the sport and promoting the sponsors that will, will help us keep the sport going and getting young kids involved in it. It's, well, it's important, you well, know. You feel free to call in any time. we got to let you go because i got to sell some stuff here and then uh, wrap up the show. But uh, thanks for Thank calling in. So that's, that's, I'm yeah. very impressed. we got somebody from Alabama listening and a champion on top of that. Champion and a good speaker. Good well, guy. thank y'all so very much for what you do. Thank yeah. you. That's Appreciate you calling you. in. Yeah, that's yes, Todd. Sir. Bye-bye. Todd Oten, and uh, that's pretty cool. Yep. All right, let's take our last break and come back, and I got about two reams of facts and figures to go over here, and I'll try to cram it into about 13 minutes. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Image Printing is the 
only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Hey, this is Ryan Clary. Lately, I've been eating one home-cooked meal after another. I'm talking million-dollar spaghetti, Mexican lasagna, chicken tetrazzini. I can't cook at all, and my wife's a great cook, but she has a full-time job. So neither of us have time to feed our three little ones a home-cooked meal. Many of you listening can relate one way or another. Who has the time? Mama Sue's does. That's right. Mama Sue's on East Henry Street in Spartanburg has homemade meals daily for you to pick up. Place an order online or stop in at Mama Sue's. Also check out their $5 lunch specials. Mama Sue's, open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. When it's hot and it's hot, there's only one thing better than water, ice. And Spartanburg Water has twice the ice with 12 convenient ice houses located around the county. Twice the ice is affordable. Get a 10-pound bag for $1.25 or a 16-pound bag or 20-pound bulk for $1.75. Twice the ice is never touched by human hands, never stored in a warehouse, and uses local water. And it's available 24 hours a day using cash, credit, or debit card. To find the twice the ice location near you, visit spartanburgwater.org slash ice. So what if your roommate, we'll call him Einstein, decides to microwave a metal bowl full of cookie dough and sets your apartment on fire? Yep, State Farm has an agent for that. See State Farm agent Cliff Gobert in Spartanburg for auto, renters, frankly, all kinds of insurance. Cliff's got your back. So call Cliff Gobert today at 597-1200. That's 597-1200. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cliff Gobert, State Farm Insurance, East Main Street in Spartanburg. I've seen the bookmarks on your computer. Gmail, Google, where are we? Why are we not bookmark worthy? Go away. Don't talk to me. I hope your car radio explodes. Okay, I take it back. But please, bookmark SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. And welcome back to the final segment of Start Your Engines. And I'm going to run through some stuff real fast here and see if I can get it done in about 11 minutes. So uh, here we go. We got to give a big shout out now for the Xfinity race last week at Pocono. Our man, Jeremy Clements, finished third on the lead lap, of course, and just had a real, real good race. Now, there was a lot of accidents, but there's a lot of accidents every week, and it's tough to miss the accidents. Pocono is a very, very tricky track, and uh, he's uh, the, the, the race went to Chase Briscoe, and Ross Chastain was second, the watermelon man. Jeremy Clements started 21st and finished third. Fourth was Matt Snyder. Fifth, Michael Annette. Sixth, Justin Allgaier. Seventh, Brett Moffitt. Eighth, Timmy Hill. Ninth, Riley Herbst. And tenth, Jesse Little. Um, real good race for Jeremy, he didn't move up a lot in the standings. Well, let me put it this way. He didn't pass anybody in the standings, but he moved up and he tightened up the points because some of the other guys in front of him had good races too. Uh, but he's sitting right now in 17th place. He needs to get to 16th, and he's only two points behind Josh Williams for that 16th spot. Alex Labby is 11 ahead of him in 15th, and uh, Brandon Brown and Daniel Hemrick are 43 ahead, and that's a pretty good leap there. But with a good race today, and knowing, like Alan said last week, how well Jeremy runs on road courses, he could uh, slip into that top 16 
maybe even up to 15th, pretty easy. Well, Josh Williams is only two points ahead of him. The other guy's 11, so he's got to do a pretty good job of catching Alex Labby. But uh, I can see him moving up a spot, especially. And, um, of course, if he just goes or fools around and wins the thing, he's in the He's in the, the finals. So. Oh, man, that'd be great. And like I say, they just need a little more sponsorship. They're doing better. Uh, they've had they've had some highs and lows. But uh, you get some momentum like a good finish up there at Pocono where the car's real competitive and everything. That pumps everybody up. Well, he's and, a good road racer. Oh, none super of, road racer. And yeah. none of them have been on this track before. So I'd say he may have a, he may have a little edge. And Yep. No doubt about it. We'll be pulling for him. Which, we sure, need to talk to him next week, week after or something. We haven't talked, we haven't talked to him. Well, either. we'll probably have to wait a week till he's off, and I'll let you know when that is. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The truck guys, um, and uh, let me back up here, and I do this every time. The Xfinity race is to, um, it's today at 3 o'clock. It's the Pennzoil 150. It's on the road course, and it's right after the IndyCar race. We'll get to Indy in just a minute. The trucks are off this week. They run next week at Kentucky for the Buckle Up in Your Truck 250. I'm sorry, 225. And that'll be at 1 o'clock on FS1. Uh, but they ran at Pocono, and they tore a bunch of trucks up at Pocono. And the winner of that race was Brandon Jones. And uh, Austin Hill was second. Sheldon Creed was third. Fourth was Ben Rhodes. And fifth was Ross Chastain. And I haven't mentioned this. I mean to every week. But Ross has got the coolest truck. Because the way it's painted up, it looks like it's got a uh, a load of watermelons in it. If you ever noticed the back of it, where the where the where the those cargo area is, it's, it's watermelons. Yeah, that, I, I it's cool couldn't figure out what it was. It's watermelon. It's water. Take a look at it next week at Kentucky, and those point standings are: Austin Hill is first, Ben Rhodes is second, Grant Enfinger third, Sheldon Creed fourth, Todd Gilliland fifth. Christian Eckes, 6th, Zane Smith, 7th, Tyler Ankrum, 8th, Brett Moffitt, ninth, and Johnny Sauter is 10th. Let's move on now to Arca, who actually ran last night. It was on MAV-TV. I did not watch it, but um, I don't even know how to get MAV-TV. I guess I could if I tried hard enough. But they ran the uh, they ran at Indianapolis Raceway Park last night, and that was in the uh, Calypso Lemonade 200. And it was won by Chandler Smith, driving for who else? Bill Venturini. He wins them all. Sam Mayer was second. The lady, Hallie Deegan, was third. Uh, yes, was third. Taylor Gray was fourth. Thad Moffitt, fifth. And um, they run again on... They run next week as well. They run a week from tonight. And the General Tire 150 at Kentucky. That's, uh, that'll be along with the trucks. And the point standings in ARCA is Michael Self is leading. He's um, ahead of Drew Dollar, who's in second place, 13 points behind. Hallie Deegan is 17 points back in third. Brett Holmes, fourth. And Tanner Gray is fifth. So ARCA is off this week. Uh, or, I'm sorry, they ran last night. They'll be on to, uh, next week. Indianapolis, today, 1230. You got enough time to go grab something fire up the grill or whatever you're going to do for the 4th of July or, or record it like I'm going to do and watch it later. But the Indianapolis cars are in the GMR Grand Prix. That's at uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the road course. And they will, um, uh, the point standings there, shake out with Scott Dixon as first, Simon Pagano as second, Joseph Newgarten third, Zach Veach fourth, 
and Ed Carpenter fifth. They've only won one race so far, and that was at Texas. The lineup for today, I have it here. They did qualify. And Will Power in Penske's car is on the pole. Jack Harvey a second. Third is Colton Herta. Fourth is Graham Rahal. Fifth is Oliver Askew, a rookie uh, who drives for Arrow McLaren. Sixth is uh, another Penske car with Joseph Newgarten. Seventh is Scott Dixon, who drives for Ganassi. Eighth is Connor Daly, who drives for Ed Carpenter. Ninth is Felix Rosenquist, who drives for Ganassi. And Max Chilton is starting 10th. He drives for Carlin. If you're wondering about A.J. Foyt, like I always do, he's way back there. I don't see Kanan in here any place. I don't know why he's not in the race. Maybe he had an accident. But Charlie Kimball is 24th. And rookie Dalton Kellett is driving the 14 car, which is Foyt's number. And he's starting dead last. So we'll see what happens with the Indy cars um, today. Tonight, very interested in the seeing the World Sports Car Championship running on the road course at Daytona under the lights. That'll be very exciting. Um, I don't have any information about a starting lineup on that. Do you know anything there, Alan? No, I do not. Okay, well, the point standing's there, and it's going to be a tough one for me to get out here because um, you get Kamui Kabayashi. is um, He's leading the points. He's actually um, tied, is he? Yes, he's, there's a four-way one, two, three, four-way tie for first with he, Ryan Briscoe, Scott Dixon, Ringer, Vanderzandi, and Oliver. Um, those are the first four. Oliver Jarvis is fifth. And we got to come all the way down here to, uh, I don't exactly know who your brother's drivers are, if they're the same as last year or not. Um, I think Barbosa was one of them last year, perhaps, and he's ninth. I see Montoya down here at 12th. They've only run one race, and that was at uh, um, Daytona, I mean, uh, yeah, Daytona to start the year. So this is just their second time out, and they're back at Daytona. And tomorrow is the uh, Formula One will get underway, as I said earlier, with um, in Spielberg, Austria, with the Austrian Grand Prix. That race is uh, their first race of the year, and they like it so well, they're going to do it again next week. Now, I've got all this big stack of paper here, and here it is on the bottom. Here's the TV lineup uh, for today. IndyCars, um, it's got here from 12 to 2. And I thought it was 1230 to 2, but this is saying 12 to 2. So it's live on NBC. You set your TV on NBC and you don't have to move it uh, all day. Uh, and here's the answer to the other question. Uh, IMSA qualifying is at 155 on IMSA TV. And that's at Daytona, of course. Then at 3 o'clock is the Xfinity race on the road course at Indianapolis. And then at 6 o'clock tonight on NBCSN is the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. And that will be a very interesting race. Um, and we'll be pulling for Mike Hill and his Cadillac. Uh, tomorrow, Formula One at 9.05 on ESPN from Spielberg, Austria. And this is our first race of the year. It'll be interesting to see the new teams and the pomp and circumstance and everything that they do. A lot of tradition. And then at 4 o'clock will be the NASCAR Winston. Oh, I did it. I did it just like you. Um, Cup Series race um, at 4 o'clock on NBC from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the Oval. Should be very exciting. 
And uh, and that's it. I got it all in with a minute to go. Greg, got anything to say? Well, beautiful weather for racing. It's July 4th. You're supposed to be seeing racing. We're going to over the weekend. And everybody just take care. And uh, Absolutely take care. And uh, everybody's got to. But we just tickled that to be here on July 4th with being able to talk about it and sharing our, our thoughts and stuff with our audience. Alan? Well, it's just like tell Ernie to hang in there. You know, things have changed. I mean, that's uh, we started out the first year, two races in, wrecked both times, tore the car up, then come back at third race, one, come back to fourth race for one. So things will start turning his way. They sure will. And uh, look forward to getting you back out there on the track one of these days. I know the others feels like it's a vacation with you not showing up. Well, uh, daughter just sent me a picture just a second ago. They got jet skis out on Lake Greenwood uh, right now at Grand Boys. So, I, I can't uh, blame them know. for that. No, uh-uh. As long as you got Grand Boy, 13 years old, got him on jet skis out there playing the fun. You're going to be down there, too. Okay, well, thank you very much for listening, and we uh, appreciate it. Natalie, get our table ready. We're coming to Applebee's. And uh, everybody else, take it easy. Stay safe. Have a happy fourth. And keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is our